When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a period piece though, isn't it? That's the thing for me. Oh, you can't say that. Well, well that's it'll the be, truth. It'll be cool. <laughs> this is a period piece. 20th century yeah. women's a period piece. You've seen the favourite. I have seen the favourite. That's a period, a period piece. piece. But that's, that was uh, farcical. It's still a period piece. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter. At FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Joining us, we have Louisa. Hello. Jake. Hiya. And as always, Kobe. Hello. And we're here to review 20th Century Women. Louisa and Jake, say hello to our lovely listeners and tell them about the work slash podcast things you do. Hi, I'm Jake. Uh, I work for Random Acts, which is Channel 4's short film uh, Art Strand. And I also host a podcast all about Studio Ghibli. Uh, So that's My Neighbor Totoro, Spirit Away, House Moving Castle, all of those wonderful Japanese animations. And that's called? Uh, That's called Ghibliotech with a TH. In case you're wondering. In case you wonder how to spell it. It's quite a difficult word to spell, isn't it? I'm still wondering. (laughs) Um, Do you have, and I'm sure you get asked this all the time, do you have a third favorite Studio Ghibli film? third favorite studio ghibli film oh no wait i do wait give me a second i actually do have a compiled list on letterboxd if you want to follow me on letterboxd i am there why are you on letterboxd uh why am i on letterboxd no what is your what's your uh, tag i'm just looking i'm very bad at remembering this i i generally use letterboxd so that when i'm on the phone to my dad and he asks me what have you watched recently (laughs) i can go on my letterboxd and go and remember because i'm terrible at actually remembering what i've seen at the cinema i always forget to i'm i joined letterboxd to start this year thinking yes i must tally my films and i always forget to record them on letterboxd it'd be useful for those times when someone asked me about you like what should I watch? And I suddenly forget yeah. that I've ever watched a uh, film ever. It's it. perfect for it. Uh, yeah. I think I'm just Jake Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> just my name. Just yeah. my name. And my third favourite Studio Ghibli film is Only Yesterday. Oh, mm. I've never heard well, of that. It's quite a niche one, isn't it's it? It's a really good okay. one. Yeah, it's um, Isao Takahata is the director. He made Grave of the Fireflies. Sure. It's the film he made after that. Uh, and it's like a uh, kind of... It's both a teen coming-of-age film, but also a late 20s nostalgia film and there is a wonderful kind of 10 minute sequence in the middle where it kind of drifts off into animated documentary territory and we learn all about how traditional japanese rouge makeup is made out of safflowers it's beautiful nice Mm.
And who are you? I'm Louisa. I am the co-founder and director of Girls on Tops, and we are a t-shirt celebration of women in film. So why did you start Girls on Tops? Well, um, actually, we saw, we sat down and we saw 20th Century Women. Nice. So yeah, I wouldn't have my livelihood without... It's almost like this was planned. Yeah. <gasps> oh my goodness, what a coincidence. It's like, was this the first film you thought of when we invited you on here? Well, yes, I was like, luckily this was on Netflix because, you know... Yeah, this is the reason why Girls on Tops exists. And yeah, my livelihood is dependent on, <laughs> on this film. But yeah. you, did you start this as um, an intended livelihood or was it like, a, let's oh, just no, do no. this thing? It was definitely not intended as we didn't ever have like a business plan or anything. Sure. It was just for fun at the end of uni. Yeah. Because we had some free time finally. And um, it was just literally because we liked these women. Sure. And uh, we thought we'd wear these t-shirts and our friends would. So we printed 30 with a guy in, um, who ran a record shop. He had a screen print in the back of the yeah. shop. And we made 30 on like really bad, Gildan, thick t-shirts. Yeah, and the, the ink was like so an inch thick it was, on yeah, top. Yeah, it was like it broke, you know, like... And it cracked. Cracked yeah. all yeah. the way through. Sure. And yeah, suddenly one got onto Twitter. So you need one tweet. Yeah, and it sort of snowballed. And who were those first ones? Okay, so you might have to help me out with this, Jake. It was... Greta Gerwig. Yeah, Helen's wearing Helen's sporting it. Uh, Andrea Arnold. Annette Benning. Mia Hansen-Love. Sally Potter. Yep. Sandy Powell. Was no, she a second Sandy iteration? Um. <laughs> but some of the, these are still, these are still um, ladies you still have in t-shirts to date. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. They're, um, they're the OGs and they're also sort of among our bestsellers. I think Greta is our bestseller. Yeah. Well, you got uh, you have a variety. You got two different dresses, don't you? Well, we we've had three so far. Oh, okay. Uh, we have our original, which is just the black um, of her name, and then when Ladybird was coming out, we teamed up with Little White Lies um, with one of their illustrators called Sophie Mo, and we did a beautiful pink. Um, that was the first time we did sort of a color design. Sure. Um, so it was a sort of rose and ladybird design around Greta Gerwig's name. Yeah. And that was a limited edition, so that sold out. And then this past February, we released a black and white version of that as a sort of one-year anniversary. Um, yeah, so we have those still in stock. And that's actually my favourite. I prefer that to the pink one. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's, well, you you chose 20th Century because it started your yes. your career yeah. in, 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 in t-shirts. In fashion. <laughs> um, Unless there's any other reason, can you tell us what the synopsis is? So it's the late 70s and we're in Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like this lovely, like freewheeling West Coast of America. Yeah. Um, and Annette Benning plays Dorothea Fields and she's a um, mid-50s single mother. And she is raising a son, Jamie, played by Lucas Jade. A guy you'd think would be Timothy Chalamet, yes. but isn't. I remember him as Timothy Chalamet, but it's sure. not. But you remember everyone as Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Lucas yes. Jade Zimmerman. Yes, him. Yeah. Who? And um, so she's raising him. I think he's about 15 at the time of the film, at a time when obviously it's the late 70s. So it's a time of like brimming with cultural change and yep. rebellion. And she is, uh, every day she's feeling like she doesn't understand him as he's growing up and she doesn't have the tools to raise him as a good man in this time. So she enlists the help of a lodger, uh, who is Abby, played by Greta Gerwig, the yeah. wonderful redheaded um, David, David Bowie-esque head <laughs> Gerwig in this this role. And she's a she's a um, sort of early twenties punk photographer, 
very much into feminism. So she, um, Annette Benning gets her help and also the help of Julie, played by Elle Fanning, who is um, Jamie's love interest, but also a sort of uh, sort of um, provocative teenager. Sure. Yeah. And you've also got Billy Crudup as the most handsome man. Yes. The most handsome man, is that his title? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the character name. No, he's sure. called William. <laughs> Um, so the setting is this beautiful sort of rundown house in Santa Barbara that is being renovated throughout the entire film. Helen, 20 Cent Women, what are your thoughts? So you may not be surprised to hear that I love this film. Is this your first time watching it? It was, and I was really surprised that I hadn't seen it before and realised That's who why we started it, this podcast, just so people can tell us about <laughs> yeah. films and um, the forces I mean, to watch it. Yeah. This, this film is kind of a blueprint for films that I like anyway but I just really 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 loved it I loved um the characters in it I loved the acting in it I loved the era I loved the clothes everything about it I just really 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 enjoyed um I mean Annette Benning is great in this um I mean everyone's great in it even um the hottest man Billy <laughs> who, who I like I, I've liked him since uh, almost famous so it's, it's nice to see him in films and With um, a lovely moustache yeah great lovely 70s tash and um there's some really great moments in it and really funny moments and really emotional moments as well and it's just yeah i've just got so much love for this film um so why do you think you hadn't watched it beforehand i don't know it might have been on a list or it might just have been that um i just missed it at the cinema and didn't realize that Greta Gerwig was in it. I don't know. It's a strange one. Also, I really love the soundtrack as well. Oh, the soundtrack! It's great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it's a great soundtrack. So, would you see any film with with Greta in? Yeah, I'll, like catnip for me. Although, never watch the remake of Arthur with Russell Brand. That's avoid that. I mean, those words are just yeah. making me. Um, <laughs> she, she sadly yeah. is in that. Uh, Jake, your thoughts on Twenty Century Women? I think this is uh, a really wonderful film. And when I recently rewatched it for the podcast and uh, I went on Letterboxd, actually, which we've already talked about, um, I was putting in a star rating and I thought, actually, this is this is pretty much a flawless film. And you don't say that. Yeah, this is a this is a five star film for me. It's totally atmospheric. Um, It's got a lot of what I love about it. It's got a real sense of feeling to get lost in it's a film you can live in it's got characters that you would want to share time with yeah and it's very very low on plot it's really really focused in just on on a sense of character and a sense of time and i think that's wonderful and that that's so often what i will revisit films for and it was on re-watching this film that i found that a bit more value from it and it's a film that i will I, I think revisit time and time again. Now this is a, this is a comforting film. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and you, it's interesting. That, like w- we find this comfort from it when really there is there is no parallel between the <laughs> lives lived in this film and mine at all. But there is obviously something within the characters that there is an affinity with uh, for me to find such a connection to it. I. I think I remember watching this at the same kind of time as Moonlight and Twenty and uh, Hidden Figures, and those films for me are all kind of like, ah, oh, I really just enjoy spending time with these guys, um, and 
they have to, those kind of films have to be written well, they have to be shot well, they have to have that empathy right from the start with these guys. And I think you have that with um, Annette Benning is, she's been a, one of my favorite actresses for a long time. And um, even in, even in American Beauty where she's not, she, but no one really plays a good character in American Beauty, do they? But she's not the most likable person, but she's still awesome in that. And I think she's just brilliant in this and how she portrays like a motherly, but also very independent um, mother. And she kind of controls and keep, takes care of all these different people who kind of waif and stray inside and in and out of her house. Just at the she, start, she invites the firemen into, into, to have a house party with them. And she, and everyone's like, well, no one invites the firemen to come to your house. That's just odd. But that's kind she, of she's she so good at treading a line of stoicism and vulnerability mm-hmm. at the same time. And you only kind of see that side of her character revealed in the later moments of this film. But it's just wonderful. It's like these little tender bits. It could just be like a, a hand on someone's back. And that's enough to cripple you because you know how much that can mean to these characters. So what, what, what was it about 20th Century Women, Louise, that you thought, I, I need to make the T-shirts of, of these guys? Well, it was, a, it was a couple of T-shirts featured in the film. Right. So Jamie wears the very famous Talking Heads T-shirt. Sure. The, what's the album? Uh, 77? No. The green. It's, it's the, yeah, pink and green. The pink and green one. Right. And our housemate at the time, yeah. at, literally as we got out of the cinema and got home to the flat, had ordered it. <laughs> like, I need this T-shirt. And then also... Um, Greta Gerwig's character in the film wears this amazing Lou Reed t-shirt that's sort of off-white that really lovely worn-in white t-shirt that's just got Lou Reed in black letters on the front so it got us thinking like oh you know these women are very cool like these these actresses are very cool why don't we treat them a bit like bands yeah like give Greta Gerwig the treatment that Lou Reed Yes. Yeah, because she's she's a bit of a rock star. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that that Talking Heads album? Isn't it just called? It's Talking Heads, isn't it? Is it that one? There's a number on the end. Isn't is there? it seventy-seven? We should know remember. this. We should find out. Um, um, in this, you also have Elle Fanning. Did you not choose to? I think we were we we didn't think at the time like this is going to be a thing that continues. Sure, they were just our favourite people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've loved Greta Gerwig for as long as I can remember. And um, so it wasn't specifically we need to get the the ladies from this film, and it was oh they happened to be Annette Benning and Greta Gerwig. Yeah, yeah. Go start it wasn't these. we, and we didn't consciously think we'll leave Elle Fanning out of this. <laughs> um, she's got quite a way to go. She's pretty young. Yeah, yeah. She'll get there. Yeah. I'm sure of it. And she's just been on the can jury, and she's oh, yeah. 21. Yeah, she's she she 21. <laughs> Good lord. When you say oh she'll get there, it means okay. Well, we'll put it on a t-shirt one day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Elle. I'll add her to my list. You'll, my... you'll pay your dues. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> How big is that list? Oh, endless. Yeah. Totally endless. It's not a physical list because that would be ridiculous. But uh, why would it be? Why is that ridiculous? Get a spreadsheet. Let's go. Yeah. We'll go in. <laughs> we'll get when we get when we pull out our can spreadsheet we, later on. Can we on, color code it? Is that okay? We can okay? color code it. Okay. Uh, based on popularity and yeah. the ones that I want. I think last time we met, I I put a pitch in for a, 
Uh, Captain Kennedy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can go on my list. Sure. Okay. See, based on Greta Gerwig and Andrea Arnold. Yeah. A Captain Kennedy. Yeah. That, clearly, that's the key. Yeah. Just alliteration is all you need. Yeah. But the, is there? Um, I'm going to talk about. I'm happy to talk about your t-shirts. <laughs> Loads, guys. Go to Girls on Top Tees yeah, and buy t-shirts. Buy the t-shirts. Buy them. Yes. Thank you. Please do because a portion of the money goes towards helping fund emerging female talent, and also we um have a editorial platform on our website called yeah. read me ella kemp writes on that yes yeah. yeah and she's my commissioning editor which is amazing <laughs> um yeah i we pay young female writers to write about films fantastic so, yeah um is there something about the name though that kind of works you, you like the aesthetic of the oh, name yeah, when you print yeah. it on? definitely the aesthetics of the name i mean mia hansen love yeah and there are some names i won't go into into specifics but there are people who think like i think like oh yeah i love her work but you know the name just would look off balanced or is there a way well, that we if, can like, work around you it? might just if someone had like like a quadruple double barreled name yeah <laughs> that's never gonna fit and you're gonna end up in like yeah. 12 really point tiny. font yeah yeah and there's a design thing that we with our printer where we decided that we'd stick to a certain size um, of font you mean of font sure and when they get longer then we have to stray away from that in sort of integral nerdy element that everything is the same size so but Kathleen Kennedy fits well in that bracket yeah yeah, I yeah, yeah 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 it's fine yeah good um I yeah Gerwig's character is kind of I really like um I love Gerwig, and obviously I love her, you, you love her <laughs> um I wasn't that big a fan of Lady Bird but that's a different story um, we'll talk about that afterwards yeah well, well I apologize um but I I think in this she's just like absolutely sublime as the kind of conduit for the young kid who doesn't know much, but also she's a bit troubled herself. She's sort of like a punk godmother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's a great way to, yeah. the character is, um, she's, uh, recovering from cervical cancer. Yeah. So sort of that's her, that's her main, um, not struggle, but you know, that's one of her defining qualities. But she's, she's, She's schooling Jamie, but she also, she's also schooling Annette Benning as well. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. schooling everyone. Yeah. Because it's something that I really like about the film is that Annette Benning is not just like this righteous hippie feminist who's constantly right about everything. And it's this portrait of Mike Mills saying, How brilliant is my mother? Because yeah. you have Greta Gerwig's character tries to introduce Annette Benning's to ideas that at the time for a 20 year old person are very much at the, the forefront of politics and. Mm personality and character and Annette Benning can't quite grapple with that Well, because Dorothea was born during the depression yeah. at a very different time so I think yeah her character is an interesting struggle between she sort of straddles various generations and sometimes but, when your 15 year old son wants to ask you about the female orgasm that's like crossing it's just a too line. much for her <laughs> yeah. yeah but she was also seemed quite open to discussion because there's that scene, to a certain point, yeah, to yeah. a certain point, and I love the scene where she comes into um, I can't remember her character, but Greta Gerwig's character, where Abby, Abby, um, her and her and Jamie are listening to um, it's not Stiff Little Fingers, uh, the um, not the Vaseline, I can't remember. Listen to some punk band. It's not Black Flag, is it? It's no, the it's not. other one. It's th- it's a the something, the lipsticks or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, we'll you get can it edit later, that guys. Out. Yeah, um, and she just goes, oh, but then they know they're. They can't play right. Is that is that the thing? And then Greta uh, uh, Abby starts explaining yeah. how it works, and then she does try to try and to. I, I read. Empathize. I with read that. that that scene was mostly improvised. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So that um, when preparing for the role, Gerwig read loads about punk because she said she didn't know that much, and she was reading a particular book, and it was all about how good 
punk music, their feelings and their emotions are greater than the tools with which they have to express them. Yeah. And that's where the beauty of the band that they're listening to, that's where it lies. Comes into it. Yeah. Um, and I love how she goes to the nightclub to try and like, I don't know, does she want, she doesn't want to feel young. She probably just wants to experience. I think she just wants to try and understand the world that she's, her son is going to grow up into. Yeah. And that, that leads to one of my favorite moments in the film where he, Jamie goes off on a night out by himself and there's a photo taken of him on a night out where he's slightly drunk and having a nice time. And then uh, Dorothea sees that photo afterwards and says like this, you get to see him. Mm. when i never do out in the real world yeah yeah. this is it this is him and this is like how she'll never get to see her son it's just like that's that's a lot of stuff right there just captured in this single image it's brilliant the raincoat the raincoats the raincoats (laughs) we got the the yeah i mean the the start of it yeah Um, another thing i really like at the end is she's got the fear of like y2k and the millennium bug and she's all worried about that Mm -hmm. so where was that it was set in the late 70s and that's already coming through no, it's, it's the, so like the, the, the epilogue. Oh, epilogue sorry. Okay. Because basically, um, Jamie narrates some of it, doesn't he? Mm. So it's basically the women through his eyes, as well as the actual action that's happening. But, and it's also, but it's semi-autobiographical for Mike Mills. Well, that's yes. what I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's directed by Mike Mills and written by him. Yeah. Um, ostensibly about himself, but also his interaction with the women. It's called 20th Century Women. Yeah. I mean, how well does that, how well does that kind of, portrayed do you think you know he does a good job of putting what he saw on on film i think so i mean i wasn't alive in <laughs> yeah this is i mean I, I mean more the interactions with the with the ladies in his life i think maybe it's something that was very specific to him sure yeah i found it so funny when uh we watched this with your mum who is from the south of england mm-hmm. and grew up at a similar time oh yeah and then <laughs> said after finishing it that it was nothing like that. <laughs> I was like, well, the south of England was was not the same as... Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Because <laughs> it has got a... But I think the thing that I love about this film is that it's just brimming with nostalgia. Mm. And I think even if it's not nostalgic, you're not nostalgic for those exact things. As in you didn't experience them firsthand. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone feels nostalgic yeah. for their youth. So I think that's something that you can really connect to. I loved how the uh, again going back to Greta, her character like just taking photographs and like almost irritating people with that um, her effusive outward nature of just wanting to live in the moment because she does she potentially thinks she's going to die or she's not going to be able to have kids and yeah. she has all these kind of troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love that old school going back to no, that nostalgia, going back to old school camera click and knowing that you've yeah, only got 24 yeah yeah well, 24 and, and films and you're thinking is that what you're taking a picture of and she's making a big installation out yeah. of the mm-hmm. fact that I, i'm taking a photo of everything i have in our life and then when you think of instagram that's generally what people are doing now anyway yeah. but it's got much less value yeah she's a proto instagrammer so i was thinking this kind of reminds me of that baz lerman song the sunscreen uh, why song is that? Why is that? a little bit just because it's kind of got that same sort of vibe a little bit and it's got those sort of vibes and um the only other thing that I was thinking as well is that kind of Elle Fanning sort of is channeling all of the virgin suicides. So like if I was to do a double bill, then I'd probably maybe do the virgin suicides. And, we should, and, we and should this. make this happen. That's a double bill you'd love. Yeah. 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 Is that on Netflix now? Virgin suicides? I don't think so. I was thinking it would make a good double bill with uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl. Yeah, perfect. 
Yeah. Triple Bill. There we yeah. go. Triple Three films in one. Those, awesome. Yeah, those are some films that I would actually sit all the way through and do a do it. A triple bill. Yeah. Prince Charles Cinema. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. When you listen, because you always listen. Yeah, of course you do. Um, yeah. Let's commission let's commission a run of 20th Century Women, Diary of a Teenage Girl, and Virgin Suicides. Sponsored by Girls on Top. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what but that means you have to pay them. Oh, can I pay them Endorsed in t-shirts? Yeah. <laughs> pay them in t-shirts, Endorsed yeah. By. Endorsed by, yeah. 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 Curated by Girls on Top. They can have some t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, I can absolutely pay them in t-shirts. Yeah, fantastic. Well, let's let's get that happening. Uh, I was, obviously not the film, but I just wanted to say, um, on, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are we about Little Women? Hmm. Uh. <laughs> ten out of ten. It's, it's like your dream project, isn't it? Mentioning my mum again, actually, this morning, she was like, oh. Because this is a film that we've all been... Like me, I've been waiting <laughs> by, for by all of us <laughs> waiting for for a long time, and you know, very aware of. And she was like, "Oh, have you heard of that new film? You know, Timothy Chalamet." <laughs> that as new though, film, yeah, <laughs> as though this was like some breaking news. I was like, "Yes, I've been waiting for this for fifteen years." So tell us about it. I know Greta Gerwig's behind it. Um, mm-hmm. I've never read the book because I think maybe it just didn't interest me as a kid. Is it? I I haven't read the book, but it, I've got it on order to read yeah. in preparation. In preparation for it. My knowledge of it extends to the Friends episode where yeah. Joey and Rachel swap books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he's he's reading Shining. He's and she reads, reads Little Women. Yeah, yeah. He puts the Shining in the freezer. Yeah, <laughs> and he asks if they're these little women are they, are they scary little? <laughs> that's all I that's all I actually know about it. Well, it's Laura Dern, yeah. Meryl Streep, uh, Emma Watson, Sasha Ronan, Florence Pugh. And Timothy Chalamet. T-shells. So, I mean, you can't turn that down, can you? I mean, that's a... It's a period piece, though, isn't it? That's the thing for me. Oh, you can't say that. Well, it, well it, that's it'll the be, truth. It'll be cool, though. <laughs> this is a period taste. piece. 20th yeah. century it's women's a period, a period piece. piece. You've seen The Favourite? I have seen The Favourite. That's, that's a, period a period piece. piece. But that's that was uh, farcical. It's still a period piece. This, a period this piece. won't be a straightforward, you know, like, Sunday afternoon period Drama. I don't think it will be quite Marie Antoinette though. Yeah. Um, no, I think it will definitely be aesthetically pleasing mm. in a way that I'm, Greta I'm, does. From that point of view, I'd be really interested to see how Greta presents it on screen because that will be that's the thing about period pieces yeah. of the Pride and Prejudice kind of ilk. Um, yeah. That's a lot of the attraction for people is how yeah. it looks on screen. That's why I've never been interested in Downton Abbey. I'm just I'm not interested in what things look like in that kind of way. But I'd like to see how Greta portrays that on onto the screen i uh, i had a similar thing and then i i wasn't that much swept up in the idea of like the the costume in the period and that yeah and then earlier this year i watched uh laszlo nemes's film sunset right uh which is set in the early 20th century in hungary and i suddenly felt like oh i've grown up because <laughs> so, so, someone walked outside into a field and i thought god these hats look great <laughs> Shaking your head there. <laughs> I can't believe you're making us get away from 20th century women yeah. talking about. Sorry. Well, let's go into the scores. Let's keep talking about 20th century women. Okay. So, welcome to the spreadsheet of dreams. All the scores are out of five. You may have decimal places and uh, the lowest you can go is a zero. And as always, we'll start with the recommendability. It is a word. Mm-hmm. It isn't a word. Uh, with you, Louisa. Five, straight away. That's it, just straight yeah, up five. five, yeah. Well, it, it, that's the reason you earn money. What would you be doing, do you know? 
What if I wasn't doing this? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably maybe a teacher. Okay. I don't, don't know. Don't do that. Don't do that. I probably don't be say don't be teachers. <laughs> we need teachers. Well, you, <laughs> you were a baker. Yeah, but that was that wasn't a career. That was just so I didn't have to work in retail. Yeah, I do miss the cake though. Yeah, I can't bake anymore. I've lost touch, but I can fold a t-shirt in a very like two seconds. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, as as I mentioned earlier, yeah, this is a five from me. Yeah. I I think this is a it's a like a perfect film. I think it's it's truly wonderful. Because I think something that I wanted to say is, you can still say it if you you know if you do some googling of this film, mm. you'll see lots of headlines about like a feminist film directed by a man, mm. which is you know obviously something we could talk about for a long time. But it's what I really like about it is the fact that it, it okay it's a coming of age film directed by a man and. The central character is supposedly a young a young boy. But really, it's not about Jamie. And he's sort of the connecting tissue between the women, which yeah. I think is why I would give it five across the board. Well, you've, you've just... <laughs> Hold on. <Yeah. laughs> don't, all don't all spoil the suspense it. is gone now. Don't spoil it. Guys. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's ruined it. Okay, I just put five for Louisa across the board. Do you, I can do like 4.999. Uh, yeah, you can do. Okay. Um. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, that's right. Um, we won't be invited back. Uh, so we'll be invited back. It's all good. So unsurprisingly, it's a five. Um, also, I was doing some um, searching, and it's interesting. So there's two reviews of it for the Guardian, and one gives it four stars, and the other gives it two. And the two star review goes on about how unbelievably smug it is, and I can see how some people would take this film to be that. Yep. I think if you're doing that, then you're just kind of not seeing the joy that's in it and you're getting a bit too caught up in in something that isn't there and the points that you've raised, you know, feminist film directed by a man, et cetera, et cetera. Just avoid all that and just really enjoy being in the presence of like these wonderful women and characters for, you know, the, the two hours. Um, I'm going to go for 4.7 here. Um, really good film. I think just in the nature of independent films, mm-hmm. some people will just be like, oh my God, there's like noodling on, there's no kind of storyline. Where's, where's the, ex- well, maybe not where's the explosion, but some, yeah, I think it's, it'd be a hard sell for some people. Um, I mean, it is quite dramatic. There is a moment. Yeah, there's I mean, a car gets, on fire. Yeah, a kid gets choked out and goes to hospital. Yeah. If you want drama, this is it. I mean, it's a whisker away from having Stallone in it. <laughs> Oh my oh, god, really? imagine. Imagine. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest. Maybe he was one of the firemen at the start that got invited. And there's the loads of great dancing as well. There is, yeah. It's Yeah, Greta's got a good dancing scene as dancing in the as fights. Mm. Doesn't she yeah. dance Fighting. in literally every one of her films that she's yeah, ever seen? A lot yeah. of dancing. Bit of Francis Ha. Does she dance in Oh she must dance in um Oh she's not even in Ladybird. What were we even talking about? <laughs> Maybe she was dancing <laughs> with the camera. Saoirse Saoirse Ronan. Dances in Greenberg. I can't remember. She does. She Did dances she? in yeah. Mistress America. Yep, yep. Uh, she dances in an Arcade Fire music video. Uh, Always dancing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Greta dancing Gerwig. Gerwig. Um, <laughs> repeat viewing score. Mm, I've seen it now four times. When did you first see it? Was that in the cinema when it first came out? Or? Yes, that yeah. was when we first went to see it. Um, I used to work at a cinema and could great. sort a, a good number of tickets. Oh, it's it's the best so thing, is a dream. Lovely, those reclining seats. Yeah. Yeah, oh, posh cinema. Posh huh? cinema. It was. Yeah, yeah. good time. <laughs> yeah, good time. it's made me quite snobby now. Yeah. 
Um, repeat viewing, I think 4.5. 4.5. I think too many viewings and it will lose some of its shininess. Okay. But just, yeah, enough. If you're feeling really low and you need some sort of late 70s West Coast America sunshine, mm. go Re- for it. Repeat viewing. Because it's on the repeat viewing that I got more out of this. Sure. But that's the second time round. So if it was a repeat viewing based on literally the first repeat, then it would be a five. But then I maybe I'm with Louis, like maybe on the, the eighth or ninth or 20th viewing, it may not be the same. So mm. I'll, I'll stick with you on the 4.5 as well. Helen? Um, I'm going to go for a four. I've seen this once and um, I will, this is a film that I'm I'm going to go back to lots and lots. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to 4.1. I really enjoyed it. I've seen it. I think I've seen it four times. Mm. Uh, I saw it at the cinema. And like I said, it came out that time for me with like say, Moonlight and Hidden Figures, which are films I've, I'm not re-watched Moonlight, but I've re-seen Hidden Figures, which I, which I love to bits as well. Um, it's one of those films I can think, yeah, I've not seen it for a, a while. I'll put it on. And there's always things that come back to me that, I, well, things I forget. Um, like in this rewatch, the line where she says to Billy Crudup's character, you don't have very many funny lines, do you? <laughs> Just that kind of how she how she pitches out, come out, you know, out of nowhere. Those kind of things really, really help me, like, hook me into it. Sitting into a watch a table of people scream about yeah. menstruation. Yeah, exactly. That's what you need sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of wisdom in this film. Yeah, like you could write essays on this film. Things that come out of it. I can't remember what score I said. Four point one. Yes. Yeah. Let's go four point one. Um, small screen score. Louisa. Um, I mean, it's it's lovely on a big screen because you've got that. What, what's the, what? How would you technically describe? You know, all the colours. Well, the stuff with the car. Yeah, yeah. That's like it's like when there are these wide shots of the car mm. where it almost goes slow and fast at the same time, and you have this spectrum of colours that feels like it's almost like something out of Doctor Who or something. And it's it's one of the only. St- that purposely stylistic effects in the film. Sure. And well, I agree. Apart, no, apart from... Like there are the cutaways to individual photographs and things yeah, like and that. Yeah, bits from, extracts from books of the time yeah. and things. But this is this is one where it feels like the, the image has been manipulated to suit the vision of yeah. the director. And I think I would agree with you there that in that is maybe a bit that's underserved on a small screen mm-hmm. that is better on a big screen because it is the only one of the few elements of the film that is like a hyper reality i think i'd probably go for four four yeah so you mean when jamie goes to it goes to see the band doesn't he and to go to la and it just jumps in the car with those guys and like yeah slow but fast at the same time that was quite a nice weird effect wasn't it um sorry jake your score um i I have not watched this on a phone, or like a like a really small screen, and I feel like it wouldn't benefit from that. Don't ever yeah. do that. Well, we, we tend to talk about TV screen versus TV screen. cinema. TV screen. Well, repeat viewing, as I said, that was on a TV screen, and that was what made me bump it to a five star. Um, but I would love to see it in the cinema again. I'll err on the side of caution and go with the four. Helen. So I sadly did not see this at the cinema. Um, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. Oh, yeah, sorry. Really harsh, um, which is a great shame. But um, I think something about the nostalgia 
really does work if you're kind of watching it on a, a TV thing as well and you can really get into that. So I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I'm going for a five here. I saw it in the cinema, but I don't think I got that much more out of it. Um, I think maybe I've seen the cinemas, maybe enjoying the music and the soundtrack more. Um, because you didn't have the reclining seats as well. <laughs> um, I've never, you know, I've never watched it with reclining seats. but It's nice. I think the sound probably works better, but I think visually wise, I don't think I got anything more from it. Uh, at home viewing than I did in cinema. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a five. Engagement score. Louisa. Five. <laughs> so predictable. Well, you did you did lay it out behind us. You, you didn't say everyone. you're going to do five. Yep. You've gone five, 4.5, four. This is only a second five. Um, sorry, that's not, yeah, four. You and, yeah, you and Jake are uh, telling in a moment. What are you going for, Jake? Um... For me, this is an extremely engaging film and really ties into a lot of my tastes. Um, but I can see a lot in it that wouldn't be that engaging for mm. a lot of people. Uh, that it, I'm that frowning it, right now. I know, I know you're frowning at me, but you're, you're really you're <laughs> frowning at the the, the other people. What is uh, there not to be engaged by? Well, no, it, it's quite meandering, and there's not a lot to cling on. To. Uh, if you join this halfway through, I think yes, that would be a, a challenge. Uh-huh. And in that respect, it's not that engaging, mm. particularly if it's on Netflix, where someone is more likely maybe to dip in and out, mm-hmm. in sure. and out of it. Really? Um, Surely, but Netflix, you start. I have to, start yeah, with. I have to really purposely sit down and go right Netflix. Let's do it. Yeah, really. Yeah, because yeah, it's not like it's not like Channel Four, E Four, where you just switch it on at like nine fifteen and you're into the film. Because that's all you have. Okay. I don't think. Uh, I don't. Yeah, Karen. I'll give my points in a second. No, I, 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 I do a lot of Netflix for me is just kind of background stuff sometimes as okay. well. Um, I also am very bad at not watching it all in one go on Netflix. I think that's one thing you can do with Netflix, certainly. Yeah. But I would still say I'd put it on with a purpose to put it on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's such a joy. Yeah, I, I will go with four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Helen. Um, so if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, I'm a big fan of a 90 minute film. This film is one hour and 59 minutes. Um, it did not feel like that. I enjoyed every minute and sometimes, uh, films can be two hours if they are this good. Um, I was thoroughly engaged throughout the whole film, um, completely engrossed in it. So five. Um, I'm going to go the other way to you. I, I think it's a bit too long. I do think it's a touch long. Um, or maybe that's kind of pays into me forgetting certain parts of it and remembering them when I, when I see them again. Uh, but at two hours long for me, I think if I was to have this alongside other films of this kind of like what kind of nudely independent films I want, and this is two hours on the list, I probably wouldn't think to go to it. Um, when it's on though, it's fun. <sighs> I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for a 3.9 on this. I think, I think I know. Um, which is boom gives a score of four point four eight, which is pretty hefty. You is round it up to four point five, don't you? No, no, no. You can because then you can round, round the whole thing up no, to five. <laughs> it's four point four eight one, so yeah, it stays at four point four eight. Yeah. So uh, this let's have a current kind of eyeballing of the top scores um, films. If you go to our website, flickswatch.tv forward slash scoreboard, um, you can see that. It is kind of like eleventh, twelfth ish. Um, if you do the, if you do the, if you filter by overall score, it sits just behind Inception, 
Wow. Which, uh, a natural pairing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Double what bill a, of Inception. What a double bill. Inception. And then after that is Arrival. So it sits between Inception and Arrival, which is okay, I'm, I'm a tasty place to be. Yeah. Um, guys, let's go to the Twitter. So as always, when we are recording, we will put a shout out on Twitter where you can join us. We'll say uh, this time we're reviewing 20th Century Women with Jake H. Cunningham and Girls in Top Tees. Have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts for an on-air shout out. So um, Louisa, if you would like to take the first review. Just want to say that Annette Bening wears some really great shirts in this film yeah. as well. I would wear them all. It's a strong game. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, for some reason, Twitter's not refreshing. Da, da, da. Oh, Twitter's gone down. Something what? is technically what? wrong. So in the great Twitter outage of the 11th of June. Um, July. July. On the great Twitter outage <laughs> of the 11th of July, um, 2019, half past eight, or 2029 precisely in the UK. Um, Twitter's gone down. Um, we don't know what to do. We had a few reviews. Um, unfortunately, we can't we can't hit them up. So what we're going to do, guys? This, when this is like the beginning of a Black Mirror. Episode. It is. Yeah, we're looking outside. Things are on fire. Going yeah. a bit dark. Like, Dogs yeah. and cats getting together. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do, guys, is link to the tweets um, on our post. So go do visit us uh, when we release this episode. We'll we'll link to this particular tweet where we did have a few reviews, a few comments. Uh, from what I remember, were positive, but it's a shame we just cannot get to it now. Uh, so unfortunately, guys, we'll have to sign off without um, you vocalising what our Twitter fans said to us. We're never coming back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Twitter's gone down. Jack Dorsey. Is Jack Dorsey Twitter or is he LinkedIn? No idea. At Jack. Yeah, at Jack. Where are you? What's going on? Um, on that bombshell, Louisa and Jake, can you let us know um, where we can find you? Yeah, you can find Girls on Tops across social media at Girls on Tops Not Tees. today, though. No, not today. <laughs> not on Twitter, but Facebook and Instagram. And also you can buy our T-shirts. If you just Google Girls on Tops Tees, you'll yeah. find us. Um, before we go, who, I don't I don't want to say maybe who's the most famous person, but it's good that people are wearing the T-shirts with their faces on. Was, that must have been a really cool kind of surprise Well, for I you. can whittle off a, yeah, a list of a who's list. worn Yeah. Them. Okay, so Greta Gerwig has actually worn a t-shirt. Of herself? Yes. No, Agnes Varda. Oh. For, a, for a, a cover shoot for Stylist Magazine. Yep. Which was... Yeah. <sighs> that yeah. Was a, yeah. So what was that like, the phone call saying, we're going to do... A- it, was an, it was an email from Stylist. Right. And it was literally the night before they were shooting. And they were like, we really love your t-shirts. Can We've got Greta in. Um, she's touring with Ladybird. We really want... Like, can we get some of your t-shirts? We can maybe put her in them. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, my dreams have fine. come true. So I put all of the t-shirts <laughs> in a suitcase. Which one do you want? Um, I'll just give you all of them. And I literally took like two of every one and I took it to a very fancy hotel in London. And I didn't get to see her and I said, oh, can yeah. I stay? And they said no. Like, get out. Yeah. Leave your t-shirts and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I had to, yeah, left my suitcase with the t-shirts and um, that was amazing. Timothy Chalamet's worn a Greta Gerwig t-shirt that I found very... Satisfying. Hot flush inducing. <laughs> um, you packed that, you touched a t shirt yeah. that Timothy Chalamet has worn. I got it in before he was super famous as well. I don't think if it had been like a month later. So, when was it? Was this before 20th Century and before Call Me By Your Name? It was around pre Oscars. Mm-hmm. Post Call Me By Your Name, pre Oscars? Yeah, so he was sort of like the new kid on the block. Right. Uh, who else? Laura Dern's won an Andrew Arnold t shirt. 
some Vincent worn one. Lynn Ramsey actually bought some herself and took them in a bag on stage to a Q&A in Manchester. Um, I think she then gave the Lynn Ramsey one to St. Vincent, which nice. is a weird... Then Ava DuVernay wore one, didn't she? Did she wear one? I don't know if she wore one, but she's... She's an avid supporter. She's really, yeah, lovely about it. Um, yeah, it's weird. They, they've got back to the source. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, what a weird world we live in. <laughs> and Jake, who are you? <laughs> How long have you got? <laughs> yeah, gosh, it's been a while. Um, so yeah, you, if you want to keep up with me, I'm on Twitter, uh, Jake H Cunningham. And uh, if you want to hear me talk about Studio Ghibli and uh, Ghibli Films with my colleague, Michael. We, we do. Yeah, well, that's very kind of you. Uh, I had never seen any of the Ghibli films before. He's one of the UK authorities on them. So each each episode, he tells me a lot about the history of the studio. And uh, I watch one of them for the first time. It's uh, it's a nice show to be a part of. And it's sadly going to be coming to an end soon. Uh, so do listen whilst you can. Still laughing at Twitter being down. Something is technically wrong. Well, we have to we have to leave at this point, guys. So we'll say goodbye. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for choosing the film. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood Audio. Tell them Flixwatcher sent you.